Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? It's going great, Shay. As always, we got a fun one. We do have a fun one. Today we are doing a big reveal and we're sharing all the information we were fortunate enough to learn at an EA event, a respawn event about the new legend, Catalyst. It's going to be a ton of fun. We got all the abilities. We got some lore, personality, background info. We're going to do a little theorizing about how we think she might play. Uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. All things Catalyst, all things the new legend. Before we dive into the show, though, if you want a question answered, ask it in our Discord channel meant for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I guarantee it makes its way onto the show. If you want to, drop us a follow on Twitter at Kirk Rudoche and HB Burrison. This is a, a different release schedule than we're normally mm-hmm. doing on the show. And if you like it, if you like early access, check out our Patreon. One of our key benefits is you're able to get ad-free listening and early access as a supporter. So if this works better for your schedule, on your way to work, at the gym, wherever you listen, maybe consider throwing us a couple bucks a month over on Patreon. We appreciate all the support. So, so much. 100%. They keep the lights on. Uh, couldn't do it without them. With that, though, let's just dive right into it. And let's talk about the newest legend, Catalyst, real name, Tressa Crystal Smith. And I love that we have the middle name Crystal for this legend. And, you know, after it's the trailers, fit. yeah, it fits well. It fits well. It's really cool. Um, a little background on this legend. Some of this we know, some of this is new, but Tressa or Catalyst was born on Boreas. And after her friend, you know, tried to save the moon along with her during with an attack on a base, she then ended up deciding to spend her time fixing the moon and building a home, a settlement for these people to live on, only for the Apex games to swoop in and decide to use it as a home for their latest Bloodsport map. So She's not a huge fan of the games, I think it, we can we can say pretty clearly. Um, in terms of her abilities and lore, she has a backpack of ferrofluid, and then she controls this ferrofluid with electromagnets in her gloves. Um, we learned that ferrofluid was a construction tool for workers. That's how she kind of first got used to it. But she actually has a modified version of the ferrotech to make it more effective for the Apex games. Uh, so kind of interesting because I think a lot of people were wondering, myself included, like, is she going to be, you know, more of a wizardy character uh, that is like magical and has those properties? Like she binds with this fluid, but no, she is just more of not just, but she's a technological expert with this. And that's a really cool uh, piece of her character. Yeah, it's very cool. I think looking at the concept art and thinking about what this ability would look like, it definitely seemed magical. But in line with everything else in the Apex universe, it has a very clear technology background that Mm -hmm. this is tech, not magic, science over magic. Um, I think just looking at the background, uh, and as we've learned more about Catalyst, she was in this sisterhood that was supposed to save the moon. Mm-hmm. 
and she seemed like a believer. You know, she was definitely there for her friends. But after this attack didn't go how she planned, I'm very confused about how she went in there. And it was a bombing. Mm -hmm, She mm -hmm. wanted to do something, but she didn't want to do that. Well, apparently she really had a, a 180. She like said, I don't want to, um, you know, attack Hammond for, for doing anything that they are doing to the moon. I want to participate in restoring the moon myself. So definitely uh, a good change of events. She wasn't radicalized by mm-hmm. either being separated or losing her friend. She pretty much just wants to help people, help her home world. And now the Apex games are here. That's not really her agenda. Yeah. Definitely. Um, before we kind of dive into the personality, I just want to make the note before I forget it. But in the uh, press event that we were able to attend, it was noted that we should pay attention for a voice line of Catalyst about Revenant's ultimate from a tech perspective. And that has been a big mystery and question mark in Apex lore for a long time. So just want to share it because I knew I'll forget it. So I want to keep my eye out for what that is. If she knows something we don't, if ferrofluid's involved, it's a really interesting concept that could potentially uh, play out. But to dive into a bit of her personality, what we know about Catalyst is that, one, she loves crystal readings. And she's described as a pretty aloof character, elegant and standoffish at the same time. Like you kind of said, her main goal is to save Cleo. That's why she's now in the Apex games. She spent all her time building up the settlement only for the games to take over. And now I guess she's you know, going to win the Apex games, raise awareness for Clio, or maybe win enough and then just get to vote for World's Edge on repeat, depending on however we choose how to play maps. Um, but we know because of this love for Clio, she, along with many of the people in Boreas, hate Seer because they see Seer as... One, kind of responsible for the moon's destruction in the beginning. But now, she also sees Seer as responsible for bringing the games to Cleo. And, you know, Seer, to his own, like, to his own he wants to save Boreas and Cleo as well. And he thinks this That's is the, the best way to yeah. do it. So, they both want the good stuff for the moon. They're kind of just going about it in different ways. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. They mm-hmm. don't see eye to eye. Um and it's too, it's also sad that we all love Apex. You know, we got a podcast about Apex. We're listening to a show about Apex. Apex doesn't have a very good, like, PR, uh, <laughs> at least in lore. Like, people aren't excited when the Apex Games comes to their hometown. Yeah. You know, like, it wasn't good on World's Edge. Not good on, on this map, Broken Moon, on Clio. Like, it seems like... They could work on that, kind of paving the way for the next destination. Because well, I know we're in Seattle. We yeah. want a new team over here. Yay. Mm-hmm. We get hyped. We would welcome that. We would <laughs> welcome them to come here. But I don't know if we would if the Apex Games were coming to Seattle. So yeah. they got to work on that. Well, I mean, the Apex Games coming to Seattle, according to Sears, logic is going to bring money and jobs. Jobs, and yep. Lots of good stuff for the economy. So... It'll actually be a pretty interesting storyline to follow and see how it plays out. Um, I know we've had lore tied directly to maps before, and I've had that lore resolved and that not really changed the maps. This does feel like an interesting one where it's like they want to save this planet, and so 
the lore at some point is either need to t- is going to need to take us to the planet is saved or the planet is getting destroyed even more because we're going to get map updates. And so yeah. this is an interesting opportunity for map updates to not go the destruction way and to go the look at this thriving civilization that is being added to and being built upon. Um, like it could be the first time we see a city be built on a map essentially uh, out of nowhere, which I think opens the door to some cool concepts for sure. It does. In terms of some development, uh, little facts for Catalyst, we learned that she is one of the most VFX intensive legends in the game, and that completing her was essentially a technical feat, which is incredible to hear. Uh, we also learned that throughout the development of the process, uh, they brought in a trans woman voice actor, along with developers and consultants that were involved in her design. And so she was really built by this community for the community, which is, I think, such a cool, amazing thing that Apex is always, always going after further representation in such an amazing way. And throughout development, she was known as the Techno Witch Catalyst. And we'll see if that kind of becomes like the official tagline for her. But a very cool concept of development or the early art for her was really interesting, really matches what she looks like now. And so kind of cool to see that it was a smooth process, at least from our perspectives. But yeah, talk to me about some of the development process stuff. What do you think is kind of cool from that? Yeah, I think that the fact that she was created and voiced by trans women in that community, that does make her extremely authentic. And that's really important when we're trying to be representative of uh, different identities and communities. But it's important to point out that Respawn always does this this mm-hmm. is not like a you know a one-off legend that they just decided to follow this playbook they do this each and every time consulting people inside respawn and outside of respawn to accurately depict the characters in their game so mm-hmm. i appreciate that i know a lot of people do as well um it's just kind of cool that they're able to go that extra mile to be authentic and accountable yeah, 100%. It's really cool. In terms of how she plays and the legend itself, her abilities, she was described as both an offensive and defensive playstyle legend. She's going to be categorized as a defensive legend, uh, but definitely we'll go on the abilities one by one. She isn't just stay inside, hold down the doors, batting the hatches for sure. You want to start with the passive and then we'll uh, work our way through the rest of the kit? Let's do it. Passive is barricade catalyst can rebuild and fortify doors which takes twice as much melee damage to destroy can also be opened by catalyst and her teammates really really cool Mm -hmm. um you know i think that this is by far the first ever strictly defensive passive ability and i think that's pretty powerful when you think about I mean, we talk, we've had whole episodes dedicated to passives and how mm-hmm, strong mm-hmm. they are. They can really define a legend. And so the fact that hers can really be used in a defensive way is really cool. And I think historically, ever since day one of Apex, door play has been a super niche skill where people are able to block doors, heal behind doors, destroy doors, mini gun down doors, catalysts coming in. And offering a new degree to that kind of gameplay, I think is really fascinating. Um, 
other little details that we know about this passive is that doors will stay reinforced until either the door is destroyed or Catalyst reinforces more than two doorways. This is kind of a nuanced uh, thing with the passive because there's a couple different door types in Apex, um, but this passive only works with doors, really with hinges. So there can be a single door hinge or there can be a double door hinge. This pass could be used on two sets of doorways. Mm -hmm. So if it's two double doors or a double door and a single door, it doesn't matter. Two doorways is the maximum. Um, but then the other super important thing is I love that you can rebuild doors with this passive. I think that is kind of the thing that sets it apart, but it can still be destroyed with anything that isn't melee damage. Mm -hmm. So Gibraltar ultimate grenade, uh, Sheila all can destroy this passive reinforced door barricade. Yeah. It's a very interesting concept. In terms of, like you said, a very defensive passive, it really serving for that feature only. Um, aesthetically, looks so cool as well with the ferrofluid creating doors and just covering doors entirely. Um, and that's, I think, one of the cool features is that you can, you know, if there is a door that's been busted down, you can create a door out of nothing as well. And so I think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays end game because is this become a mid fight ability i feel like i'm always surprised how often i'm trying to heal on doors in apex legends and if i can get weak hide behind the door fortify the door i'm definitely going to be able to get a bat off and during that time frame that someone's trying to kick down the door and chase and so that could be a nice little just four kicks yeah yeah and, but it's like so even if you have two people there lot. even if you have two people there chasing you you could yeah. still you still might be able to get that heal off when otherwise you never would have. So that's like a, such a niche example. I think it's just going to be interesting to see does a catalyst being set up or having ferrofluid on doors of a building make it so a team does not want to go after that if they're camping in there? Or will it be, hey, you know, we're just going to push that now that we see it? I think our first reaction was this is going to play very well with other defensive legends, but might not be a defensive ability that can hold its own by itself. Um, early thoughts on it. I think we obviously need to get our hands on it, play it to see it in action, uh, but a very interesting concept for sure that I'm excited to see in the game. Yeah, I think one of my reactions is I agree with you that it probably can't stand on its own as of super powerful defensive ability it's only a passive True. you know i don't think that it should be held to that standard but the thing to point out about it is it's visual it's very much like a, a watson fence mm -hmm. you put this on a door you're telling everybody that can see that door we are in here don't come in here mm -hmm. that has power and i think other defensive legends have different degrees of having that effect um caustic being on the super low end yeah so I think for a passive, this is one of the most fascinating passives I think we've ever seen uh, in terms of its application, how niche it is, and the fact that it's defensive is incredibly unique. So I'm excited to see how this plays. Yeah, 100%. Uh, before we get into the tactical and ultimate, though, we're going to take a quick ad break. Welcome back. Okay, talk to me about the tactical. What are we working with here? 
So the tactical is piercing spikes. Throw a patch of ferrofluid on the ground, and it's triggered when enemies walk through it. They are damaged and slowed. And from what we could see, this ability can be thrown pretty far. And you also have two charges. So this is kind of like a Bangalore smoke mm -hmm. um, in terms of the bones or the, the foundation <laughs> that we're working with. Um, first reactions, a little bit of a description, is the thing is massive. Yeah. Like you're putting down, Ed, like to say it's a patch, I don't really know what the best word is to describe it, like barbed wire, net, area, <laughs> spike trap. Um, trying to think of like if big. there's anything size-wise it does compare to like in the game right now. I, it, You know what? Maybe is, is it fair to say just in terms of like length by width, it's about the same size, if not a little bit bigger than a trident? Yeah, I think that's pretty reasonable. I think that's um, pretty at fair. At least lengthwise. Could be a little wider. Um, but this thing is pretty big. And Shay and I will be going over mastering Catalyst mm -hmm. you know, a week or two at this point. And this is where we're kind of hinging a lot of our assumptions about her power. Because this tactical is a trap but you can throw it out a pretty far distance. So that kind of allows it to bridge the gap between being offensive and defensive. But the big question we have is, can it actually be used as preemptive defense? Can you deploy this mm -hmm. and it will cover at a, a hole in your defenses, your back, however you want to call it, um, is, a, is a pretty big unknown. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. And the reason that that is so important is Catalyst is a defensive legend. If she doesn't have a strong defensive ca uh, tactical, she will not be very high up on the defensive list. And that mm -hmm. could put her in major jeopardy of just falling by the wayside because yeah. the tactical is what you use the most. It's really what defines the vast majority of legends. It's going to be so interesting, though, because this can be used so aggressively, it seems like. And yeah. that's going to be the interesting balance between where does she fit in the meta potentially? Because from what we've seen, if you get stuck in this ferrofluid, you are in a pretty tight spot. Like you're going to be able to get lasered pretty easily. You can take a little bit of damage, but more so that potential slow and disorientation is going to be huge. And so is this going to be a great? ability for pushing people behind cover if you hit them a little bit send one of these piercing spikes at them all of a sudden they're snared and you're not fast yourself to be able to close the gap but you're going to be able to close the gap because they're going to be slowed and not healing and panicking and so this could be a pretty interesting offensive legend and a lot of those medium range fights it's just going to be interesting to be able to throw this element onto the battlefield where if a team's pushing at you really aggressively, these are big. So if you throw two out and they take space, teams are going to have to take semi-different routes to attack you. And that requires a level of coordination from the enemy that can grant you an opportunity if you're on the back foot. So there's potential here for sure. And I'm really interested to see how it you know plays uh, with the entire community. There is undoubtedly power potential. Uh, with this ability. It's just as more of a 
a mystery mm-hmm. if you have a defensive legend with a tactical that leans on the offensive side what are you working with play mm-hmm. style wise um, could be really really good but it's not really something we've seen um, Newcastle kind of touched on this but it, it's not but dealing it's a damage. small part. it's not affecting mm-hmm. things yeah mm-hmm. it's super unique so the jury's out I think on this tactical only time will tell we'll be back with our thoughts as we get mm-hmm. some sessions in and really think about it um, but this is what we're looking at with the most scrutiny yeah definitely I think we'll, we'll talk ultimate here last thing I'll throw in in terms of takes on the tactical I think this thing's going to be very effective in indoor fights and especially yes. when there's this congestion in an area i think you're going to have a legend that can dominate buildings um in a very strong way so does that equal you know a meta legend being able to dominate building fights i'm not sure that's a great question there's a lot of times you fight outdoors in apex but as a gun game first so who knows let's talk ultimate though walk me through what we are uh, looking at on this one Catalyst's ultimate is Dark Veil. It is a massive wall. You cannot shoot or see through it. You can walk or drive through the wall, but doing so will blind you in darkness for a few seconds. And slash. Yeah, super crazy animation. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh, it knocks your lights out. Um, It's pretty intense. This ultimate, and this is really what I think is going to get all the the press and news about Catalyst, is it blocks scan tech. Mm -hmm. So Bloodhounds Tactical, Sears Passive, and Tactical all cannot scan through this ultimate. The size of it, I said it's massive. It truly is staggering, the size. Um, We were told that upon questions... It's slight, the horizon queue puts you slightly higher than the wall. So the developer said you can probably get over the wall with the horizon tactical. But needless to say, it is very long, very tall. We'll get mm-hmm. all the dimensions and facts when we master her, but pretty big defensive ultimate. Mm-hmm. There's also um, coding on Catalyst's abilities. So You'll have blue being friendly and red being enemies. Um, I think that's pretty cool. This mm-hmm. is something that we have been going back and forth with the controversy of you know, <laughs> caustics, nox, gas. And it seems like ferrofluid uh, is coming out with a solution to mm-hmm. that, which is pretty cool. Um, but talking about this ultimate. Yeah. What do you got? I mean, it is it is so fascinating. For anyone that is like a Valorant player, like this is definitely, I think, has some inspiration from the Viper Wall. And just generally, there's a lot of Valorant abilities that are these huge walls that can just pop up. Um, the deployment looks to be only from in front of you. And so if I'm you know facing something, I can throw up a wall vertically in front of me. And that's Early on, I think going to be one of the potential limitations in the use case of this ability. Because if you could rotate it and place it perpendicularly, the use case becomes really simple all of a sudden where it's like, hey, I need to stall a fight. A team's coming at me. In the same way you'd use a Bangalore smoke, you you would be able to use this ultimate to just create this huge, massive pause and change in the battlefield. 
with it only being able to go straight, if you, you know, if you in theory throw it right at a team, they're just going to be able to choose a side and come at you and maybe you play some ring around the rosy or whatever. But the actual deployment of this, I'm still trying to figure out how it will be best used. And it seems to be, it's going to be a aggressive kind of ability when you're pushing in somebody through a room. And if you can master this to the point where it's like, hey, I know somebody's on the left side and I know somebody's on the right side. If I can use this ability to separate those two and then my team pushes one and another enemy is not willing to cross this to come to their teammates' aid, that's going to be really effective. I think that actual use and utilization, though, is going to be the huge skill portion of her kit and going to separate the best catalyst from the people that are not enjoying her abilities that much. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it. And that's the same assumption that I have that it just doesn't scream defense. Yeah. Yeah. It it just kind of seems like an extremely powerful ability. We don't really know the stats in terms of activation time, even though it seems pretty quick. We don't really know the duration of it either, which matters a ton 100%. When we think about mm-hmm. defense. Um, so assuming that it's not permanent, it doesn't have hit points, it does have a you know duration to it. It just seems more offensive that you're using this to ISO uh, different enemies. So I think time will tell on this entire kit. One of the things that I like, just going top to bottom, passive tactical ultimate, is they're all, you know, they synergize really well. They all use ferrofluid. They all are on brand with Catalyst, which I really like. And they seem to work really, really well together. Um, I think that we rarely get legends that are very focused and doing one specific thing. And even though we don't know if she'll kind of lean more offensive or defensive, if you think about the, the play style of holding down a building, all three of these abilities can be used in that setting. Mm-hmm. So I think she's got a pretty good chance uh, to make a big splash in Apex. But exactly what playstyle that is, we just we need some time to figure that out. Yeah, I think part of her power and part of the excitement is that she's a reactive legend. She mm-hmm. has defensive abilities that aren't set up. Like as far as we yep. know, at least on the timing, it's not this, hey guys, let's get into the building and set up our defense and then let's hold the door. It's okay, we're playing cautiously, we're playing inside, whether that's with another defensive legend or not. Now we're getting pushed. Okay, we're getting pushed. Now I have two shots at throwing massive traps on the ground that can stall out enemies, and I can create a huge wall to divide the fight in two. That's a lot of potential power in a fight. If if you can get good with that and learn how to just isolate and control when people are pushing at you, I think there's a strength there, especially with the anti-recon potential with it. yeah, I don't know. She's she's odd, but she might have a really cool place. And there's going to be, I think she's going to be a high skill cap legend for sure. Even though her abilities might not seem it, the fact that you are going to have to use them in fights to make the most out of them, that's going to require skill to get the most out of her. I don't know if I should be, but I, I just draw so many parallels to Newcastle that he is also a pretty high skill 
legend mm-hmm. that is defensive, that is pretty reactive, still takes some time to really fine-tune his defensive elements. But I think there's a lot of similarities between mm-hmm. kind of the versatility, but also that defensive lean and difficulty of mastering a legend that has abilities that look like this. Yeah. Um, but pretty cool, pretty yeah. cool kit from the looks of it. She's very much like... It's almost like a a spider where it's like, come into my building and now you've come into my web. And as soon as you enter, this huge wall is coming up that separates you from your team. You're getting traps <laughs> thrown on you. Like It's going to be straight out of a horror movie uh, sometimes yeah. in week one if somebody uses her really well against you. So, But well, if that if this is where we land and if like our everything we say, right now we're just theorizing. But if what we theorize is true and a, this legend is not very impactful in the open, that's going to be a weakness. And so it's going to be interesting to kind of see where she ends up falling. I'm fascinated. I think she's going to be a very interesting week one meta though, you know, as we always get the tons of catalysts or tons of new legend play early on. Uh, hopefully not a lot of games are crashing if she really is super VFX intensive. Yeah. Hope <laughs> not. I mean, you bring up or, you know, with catalyst, mm-hmm. Her ultimate has a flashbang effect. Yeah. You know, it might be a negative flash, <laughs> but blinding people in Apex is a really dangerous thing. We saw it for a few weeks with Seer and it got, you know, clapped back. People didn't like that. I I kind of view that ultimate ability being pretty impactful. Well, with blocking scans, I don't think it'll be super impactful given how it'll probably work with the duration. But that'll get people talking. But the flash effect, I think, will really rock people because that's something that you do not want to do. And I mean, I'm just telling you right now, if I get flash banged trying to get through a wall and then minigun down by a rampart, <laughs> I'm not going to be happy. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think anybody would be. So we'll kind of see how, how jarring her abilities are. But I just wanted to mention one other thing. You said, you know, it's unknown and we're, we don't know if she's going to be good in the open. Defensive legends, if you think about it, for the most part, do pretty good in the open. And that's mm-hmm. a big surprise. Watson, obviously not really the case. But Gibraltar, I don't really think he's defensive, but his bubble is very good in the open. Rampart, her minigun, super good in the open. Caustic, traps, I think to a degree, but definitely the ultimate can be really strong in the open. And then Newcastle, of course, with his ultimate, he can make anywhere, mm-hmm. not the open anymore. So yes, defensive legends, you know, maybe are better indoors, but a lot of them can really excel in an open area. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can compare a catalyst to maybe some of the play style of Newcastle, but with these traps that slow and blind like caustic, she could be a pretty good recipe for a contender and at least the defensive class. Yeah, I think that's very well said. Let, let's get ahead of ourselves and talk about what early play styles or team comps we might think she fits into. We, we've kind of talked play style here endlessly, but yeah. team comp, what do you think maybe we could be looking at to have some success with her? And this is not mastering the legends. This is theorizing just, right now. Just speculating. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think... Whenever we talk about ranked, it's always nice to have some legend that has defense uh, into their kit. And so that really means the Catalyst could 
fit into almost any team. You know, if you have a beacon, if you have rotation, Catalyst could be that third that helps you play that end game. Mm -hmm. But you can also double down on the defense. And even the developers are telling us that the Watson-Caustic Catalyst combo plays really well. And I think you could throw in Rampart in there to get a little bit more offense, a little more defense. Um, The question that we have is, does her ultimate affect your teammates' recon abilities? Mm-hmm. And if so, is it a bad idea to couple Catalyst with a Bloodhound? Is that something that you don't want to mix or could be really, really good to mix? I think that's one of the things that we'll be talking more about on Mastering the Legends. 100%. I mean, if it, if it affects uh, friendly recon... It's gonna, it, it, what it will do at least is create a huge extra layer of communication that's needed to play successfully in terms of how you time out abilities. Like the worst thing that could happen would be if you threw up your wall at the same time Bloodhound was activating their ult and then all of a sudden they can't scan. Yeah. Like that would be a rough situation. But like you're saying, if friendly recon still does work through this, then man, if you can just scan and then step through the wall at whatever place is going to be most effective, woof, that's going to be interesting for sure. What are your thoughts overall, though, on Catalyst, just looking at her holistically? I'm excited by her. I think that the aesthetic is really cool. It was something that I was kind of hesitant to at first because I just felt all this magic vibe and I didn't really like that in my futuristic apex Mm -hmm. um but now that i kind of have a grasp on the lore and we're looking at the abilities i think that i'm excited about her more than i have been for a legend in a while just because i love versatility i love defensive kits and i've been on a rampart you know grind for a while Mm -hmm. so i'm looking for a new challenge so maybe catalyst uh, will be my next adventure that would be a fun one. Hopefully, uh, you don't have any recon friends that are just absolutely maining these legends. <laughs> then you're going to get into big fights all the time. Thankfully, you're looking at someone that will play crypto who can fly over this wall yep. and uh, yep. not be affected. But uh, yeah, I can't say the same about the bloodhound and seers out there. <laughs> no, a lot of people are already nervous with yeah. their seer addiction over the last few seasons. <laughs> uh, Maybe that'll come crashing down. At least on release. Yeah, yeah. Season 15, watch out. Don't play Seer on release, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, she's going to be cool. I'm, I'm really excited to see her in the hands of all the players and how people are going to react to her. I think, like you said, we're going to be mastering her here in the next couple of weeks. So we'll talk more then. But in the meantime, a big shout out to EA and Respawn for letting us have early access to all this information about Catalyst. And uh, we're excited to be able to bring this content to you as soon as we possibly can. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Thank you to our our producer of the Third Party, Ten, who supports us over on Patreon. Hit the plus on Apple and drop a follow on Spotify. Stick around with us and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Maybe tomorrow.